You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with the good mom's bad choices podcast. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. This Hi. is so exciting. Hi. We're here in a studio in LA. We're doing the whole UK to US swapsies. I know this is so special. We haven't right. been in a studio for so long. So excited to do it with you both. And for those who aren't watching this on YouTube, let's just go round the room and say our names so people can tell whose voice is whose. Because Florence and I get mixed up all the time. We do. So I'm Florence. And I'm Reed. Should I just fuck everybody up and have an English accent? Oh my God, do <laughs> it. Oh <my God, laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they're going to know it's not you. <laughs> I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And of course, tell our beautiful, curious fuckers a bit about yourself and what you do. We are Good Moms, Bad Choices, the podcast and the dynamic duo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've been podcasting for five years. Our podcast is not much about motherhood, but we are moms. But it's about womanhood. It's about showing up authentically. It's about sex positivity. It's about freedom and um, all the good stuff. Delicious. And how did this podcast come about? What's your origin story? Once upon a time, um, me and Erica got knocked up. (laughs) (laughs) Not together, separately. (laughs) We're both in the middle of, or not in the middle of motherhood. Oh shit, we're not even in the middle of motherhood yet. We're in the early stages. But when we were pregnant, we didn't really have any friends that were, that had kids. We were the first of our friends to have kids. And, um, you know, like bitches do, we were stalking on the internet and we discovered each other and made online assumptions as the Instagrams is usually done. And I was like, she's rich. She's getting proposed to at her baby shower. And, you know, I was like, shortly after I gave birth, I was at like a popular hotel with a bikini on, breastfeeding my baby with champagne. And she was like, who's that bitch? She's outside with her baby. And I, and um, we ended up having a mutual friend and her, our mutual friend told Erica, you know, she's going to actually be out at the club tonight. And Erica dropped off her baby, pumped milk outside, even though everyone was judging her. (laughs) Amazing. And she had her plan of action was to become my friend because she didn't have any other friends that had kids. And um, she found me in the bathroom. And usually I'm the bitch who's super friendly and meeting bitches in the bathroom. Like, hey, be my friend. But this time Erica was on a mission and she was like, hey, don't you have a baby? And I was like. I do. And then I was like, I recognize her. She's like, come over on Monday. I was like, okay. She's like, we're going to have a play date. I was like, okay. But our kids were like eight months old. So mm-hmm. that wasn't much of a play date. It was a mom <laughs> date. It was a mom yeah. date. And we touched like the surface a little bit, but we were both kind of pretending like, oh yeah, mother, it's great. How do you feel? She's like, oh, it's great. I love it. And I was like, me too. Was that a lie? Or- it was a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were not. We're I mean, not- we were loving our kids, but I don't know about loving where we're yeah. at at all in our relationships and also just like feeling so foreign and mm. in this space where you're supposed to be. No where they tell you it. like everything mm. is just happy. You're just, you become a mother and you just know exactly what to do and everything's great you're now. You're flourish. You're going to know all the things to do. After that, I think uh, we maybe hung out maybe one or two times. We didn't really hang out much after that because when you have a kid, especially a new child, it's really hard to maintain new relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, a few like one or two years passed and me and my partner broke up pretty like epically and it got it went through the grapevine. She'd heard about it um, through our mutual friend and uh, she invited me to her daughter's birthday. And so at that point, 
time had gone by, I had started dating. I actually had started, um, I joined Tinder, um, which was really foreign to <laughs> me because hell, yeah. I had been in a relationship for like Deepen. seven years. Mm-hmm. So like dating apps were like, what? We're doing yeah, this? We're like yeah. exposing ourselves here? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's going to know we're dating, looking for people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I did. I, after a push from my friend um, to join the app, I went on the app and then I ended up really starting to explore. And so... One of the things I always wanted to do in my relationship, but there was no trust, was, you know, explore, you know, other women and uh, bringing them into our relationship. So anyway, I ended, I started seeing a married couple that I found on Tinder. Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder as well. Yeah. And, you know, as uh, still not having any mom friends, like I really wasn't sharing this with many people because I felt judged. I felt like I was going to be judged for being a mom that was having threesomes on the weekends. And... I knew even in our short time of me, you know, knowing Mila, even from the first picture I saw on Instagram, which was, again, her at the hotel pool with champagne in her hand. Yes. I was like, she's with the shits. Yeah. So <laughs> when she invited me to her daughter's birthday, I was like, I couldn't wait to tell my only mommy friend like, hey, so I broke up with my man and I'm seeing a married couple. And so, you know, honesty always kind of like makes kind of like levels the playing ground. Yes. So unbeknownst to me she and her and her partner had also separated at the time Mm -hmm. um and so she was like oh shit are we both single at the same time (laughs) and during that time i had started listening to podcasts but mostly murder mystery podcasts oh my god my favorite (laughs) and i just was doing some searching trying to find like mom podcasts single mom podcasts and there were not any there Mm -hmm. were mom podcasts but they were very married very white very like drinking wine and like yeah. calling kids assholes yeah. and shit and I was like <laughs> great which granted we do that too but <laughs> I just didn't feel like I could relate and so when I went to the birthday party I was like maybe she, like I was I had a mission to a tell her share the story with her and also ask her if she wanted to do a podcast with me which I didn't really know what podcasting entailed I had no idea like the work it the work it takes. The work. I had no idea that it was going to change my life. It was literally like spirit was like, this is what you must do. Same with me going to meet her in the bathroom. Like I'm not the bitch that goes to clubs to find friends. Like, <laughs> you know, so I really like it's a testament to really, I think, um, just listening to the inner voice and just saying yes and going with it. And ever since then, we've just been on this mission to, on this on this journey together and our our audience and our tribe as we call them um has really gotten to know us on the like we became friends on the podcast like i did not really know her even pressing record our first episode like we were still getting to know each other wow. so it's been kind of like a little journey with our community of like our friendship and sharing stories for the first yeah. time so that's that's kind of the journey of good that's so awesome so beautiful i love the fact that it's sex as like quite a main conversation mm-hmm. on your podcast and you're talking about being mums because mm-hmm. that's a subject that no one ever talks about. Yeah, which is why we were like, we need you both on the podcast. <laughs> it's so important because there are so many questions that we have, that women have about being a mother and they feel too, maybe too much shame, especially when it comes to sex and the honesty side of things. Because it's all, oh, we can't put children and sex together because that's bad and taboo and that makes people feel uncomfortable. But they go together. Well, isn't it ironic? Well, they're the next yeah. door. We make right? kids by having sex. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a mom because Hopefully I you got fucked it. good. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you're that, that time you got pregnant was a good fuck. I'm just going to say. Like, hopefully, yeah. like, I've just, like, I don't know why we removed the sex from motherhood it's so strange to me it is super weird it's crazy 
So normally we do like a little update of our own sex lives, but we were thinking of of talking about what was the last sexual experience you had and how did it go? Um, rather recent. <laughs> <laughs> I have sex all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a mom and you're not getting fucked, change the schedule. Yes, yeah. Um, we'll talk about scheduling. Yeah, Is that like a thing? Scheduling sex. Um, I don't really have to schedule sex. You know, I people there's all there's always this like this um negative stereotype about being a single mom and like that it's sad and that like you're sad and you know, granted, it's difficult to be a single parent. You know, it's definitely a job that requires an entire village. But, you know, there are perks. You know, one of the things that me and Erica bonded over was that we were really scared to be single moms but you know we also chose ourselves and so that kind of motivated us to kind of get empowered in our single motherhood and not like discouraged Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times for moms it's like I'm never gonna find anyone no one's gonna want to you know be my husband or be with me I have baggage but um, I think we felt kind of empowered just like just through the podcast and through each other and um, so I live with my boyfriend right now and he and I have sex pretty often because we don't have our kid all the time you know sometimes she goes to her nana's sometimes she goes to her dad you know and so it gives us a lot of space and time and opportunity to um have a lot of sex but honestly also like um i i'm the the owner of my house so i have sex whenever i want i have a door i lock it i close it (laughs) and i exercise my freedom um as i really hope that every other mom does too i don't really think it's anything you should be shamed about but most recently the sex that i had was um over the weekend, we've been having a lot of kinky, hot role-playing sex. <gasps> yes, please. Okay. That's like our thing. Um, lately, we've been including like porn in it. So we'll watch porn and then we'll place ourselves in the porn. Oh, <laughs> and we'll make the porn characters people. <gasps> That's so cool. And like talk shit to each other <laughs> while we're fucking yeah. like each other, but not each other. It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty complex. I'm like, <laughs> I might need to make a PDF about it. <laughs> yeah. This is how you role play with porn. I need a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> you might right need, now. Okay, so yeah. this is you. Now you choose a character. But it, it's been really fun because we just get to explore and there's like an element of cuck in it too. Cause yeah. you're like watching me get fucked, but you're fucking me, but we're watching. But you know, there's <laughs> it's so it's been pretty fun. But we do, yeah, me and my boyfriend do a lot of role playing. Mm-hmm. And uh we are really um good about being intimate and um, you know, like even my daughter's like, you guys love each other so much. You're kissing Aww. all the time. I'm like, yeah, we're in I love. love that. She's like, you guys are in love. I'm like, yeah, that's yep, so this, this is what it looks like, you know? Yeah. I never saw my parents kiss. And you like, know, the only thing that I saw mm-hmm. them do was my dad putting his hand on my mom's leg in the car. Mm. I, I don't think it. I ever saw my mom and dad touch ever. And then they, they split up. So yeah. And look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> sex working. Sex on the internet. <laughs> so was that the last time you fucked? You did a little bit of porn role play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that was it. Can you tell Sunday us morning. what it was? Huh? What was the role play? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. Um, there's a lot of role playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe some of the phrases that you said to each other. Do you feel comfortable sharing? Um, let me think. I'm trying to think of some of the phrases. Wow, you guys it's, are really pretty. It's, it's hard to think. Like when you're thinking about role play, you just do. You don't really yeah. like, I'm going to say this phrase out of a script. Yeah, I want to do more role it's play. It's more like, mm. oh yeah, like, um, let me see. Like, 
God, I'm trying to think of some important phrases. You have to get into the, <laughs> don't look like, at me. <laughs> you have to get into like the character, like yeah. imagine it with him. Yeah, fuck imagine him. who was it? Like, mm. oh yeah, it's this person. Like, are you like you like fucking them? They fuck you better than me. Like, yes. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, like oh. yeah, he's <laughs> fucking me so much better than you. Like, <laughs> like mind fuck, but then it's it's fake, so it works. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's fucking good. All right, we've had the full play. Yeah, I feel like if you want to if you want to explore <laughs> cuck, you got to do it first this way. Yeah, make sure you're not gonna like blow up the spot in real life. Yeah, like the fantasies and the hypotheticals. You know, because I've been in some situations and I'm like, yeah, let's do this, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not doing it. fuck, yeah. fuck, cut. Yeah. And I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shit, should have thought about this through. Yeah. Porn's such a good way of exploring like what you're into during mm-hmm. like in sex without actually having to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I love role play so much. <laughs> oh my god, me too. I'm happy that we can connect over that. Oh, I feel like it's a recent so discovery. It. It's a recent discovery. <laughs> oh, no. Don't cry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay. Your next role play god is on the way. Yeah, I need yes. to find someone who's up for doing What's Harry Potter. What's your role play preference? Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy role play. That was like the best. Oh one of the wow! Potter. It was wow. like a gender bending situation. It was so fucking good. <laughs> you can't get more. This British is the most UK well. yeah, no, role yeah. playing I've ever heard of. Harry what? Potter and who? Whoa! <laughs> and Draco Malfoy. Uh, is that another character in Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I the blonde the book, evil the two boys kid. Oh, it's like MMF of, of Harry and no there was there was compact. no F involved it was just MM oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay was, got it it was such a mind were, fuck were you so Harry good. or were you the, the villain fuck I can't remember oh, okay. Probably, most likely you Harry because he's a little subby bitch okay so, yeah. yeah was he into it mm. yeah yeah, oh, I mean he was into he was just into everything he just had a go with everything um, <laughs> same with like you know Westworld um, we did a lot of like cowboy stuff there was just there was oh. so much yeah i know it's okay i'll i'll find it again i'll find you it will, again you will you will yeah. you will yes, and um, it'll get better the next person will be better yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah please the last time you fucked and how was it <laughs> or sexual experience doesn't have to be pmv okay well uh, last time i had a sexual i mean i masturbated is that <gasps> yes we love yeah, that answer that does, actually. Mm-hmm. okay i recently have been really challenging myself to stop using vibrators mm-hmm. Ooh. fuck yeah how <laughs> because we used to do that remember those times yeah and it's so yeah. vintage it didn't vintage suck all we knew okay what are your techniques <laughs> Yeah, please. I need I need help with this. Well, so the reason is because well, a I'm I'm like a vibrating queen, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, and it became too much. Like when I was actually having sex, it was hard for me to really fully mm-hmm. enjoy the sex without a vibrator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. this is not good. Manual like, sex. Yeah, I yeah. would be like, he'd be like, I'm getting fucked, and I'd be like, one second. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, not good. Like is trying it? to like charge things and things. And it wasn't that the sex wasn't enjoyable. It was just like I wanted to like take it to a whole other. I just needed to come as hard as possible every single time. And I was like, okay, I know that I can come very hard without a vibrator. So then I started masturbating without one and it was horrible. And I was like, (laughs) so unsatisfied. And I was like, then that made me go even further into it. Cause I was like, okay, this is not good. Like I can't be beholden to this vibrator every time. Like what happened to like my hands? I should be able to please myself without one. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, this brand sent us, shout out to Shock Rubs. They sent us a collab they did with the Hood Witch. It's a obsidian wand and it's like pretty (gasps) heavy. And it has like a skull at the end. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, actually. 
So I was like, you know, I I was when I masturbate, if I have the time, I like to set the scene, like set the vibe. So I lit some candles, dim the lights. I was like, okay. And like that's also like me prepping because I know I'm not gonna be using vibrator. I'm like, I really gotta get into this. Um, so I, I also like to use um oils so i use like the foria arousal oil mm-hmm. we love, love foria, foria as well yeah not that it's sponsored by foria but yeah just yeah this is not sponsored by foria yeah. so they're a great, great they pay CBD. Me. um but i was masturbate so i was also on facetime with someone mm-hmm. so, oh. so you know i set up the scene set up the camera and stuff and so i got dressed in my lingerie because he doesn't obviously doesn't live here and like but there's still a level of like intimacy and sexiness that i want so i put on my lingerie we did a little i did a little sexy dance and things of that nature and then I pull out the wand you start playing with your pussy the wand has like some heaviness to it it's like very yeah. heavy it's very heavy and but i i like that like it feels like substantial yeah. <laughs> and yeah you know i start like i do a lot of like hand like i start with my hands first get myself aroused and then i also been experimenting with temperature play so i had a glass of hot water a glass of ice water and like this the, the oh, this is all for masturbation yeah wow I really tantric masturbation yeah. Jesus yeah. I am a masturbating queen um, <laughs> yeah. so the the crystal heats up really fast and also mm. cools down really fast so being oh. able to like temperature play with it is like next level mm. and so I. I came very, very hard. It was like, oh. it was, I, I won't say. Are you penetrating yourself yeah. with the wand? What the okay. technique? No, I mean, I play with my, like, I play with the clit and you like, especially like with the cold, I like to play mm. with the clit. Just to kind of like Rub massage it around. around. And then like, obviously he's watching me and he's jacking off. So then I'm turned mm-hmm. on. That's also turning yeah. me on. And we're talking shit to each other. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> yeah, you just start fucking yourself. Different positions. You can bend over. Like, I like bend, bend over. My ass looks really good bent mm, over yeah. in the camera. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard though masturbating like whilst being on FaceTime with someone to actually be in a position that one looks good and then feels good at the same time so you have to kind of let that go you kind of have to let that go because you're not always going to look what you think is best all the time because I there's positions where I'm like my belly looks a little Mm -hmm. they don't give a shit really but he doesn't give a fuck no yeah (laughs) Yeah. where do you put the phone in comparison to your body where does it go well I have a chair in my room Mm -hmm. and then I have like a little desk so it's just like right and yeah so there's that so I'm in the chair like this and then Mm -hmm. I'll like bend over yes so then that's the good view. Oh, yeah. And okay. then if I get really crazy, then I'll just bring it really, cl- grab the phone and just, you know. Yeah, I've tried to do it like on the it's bed. It's hard to bounce really hard. Grabbing the phone, you might as well, you should just leave it stationary. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Then like if you're in it, then you'll drop it and then it's yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then we came together and that was really great. Oh. Um, and I was like, okay, I felt really accomplished. I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm, my pussy's not broken. Because I really <laughs> yeah. felt like it might be broken. I felt yeah. like of all these vibrators have like fucked my shit up i was like mm-hmm. i've lost sensitivity so specifically it's vibrators you can use other toys that just don't vibrate mm-hmm. but so other because i'm thinking like using my hands and no i just I don't use, enjoy I still it. use toys but mm-hmm. i just it's the vibration that Not i feel like i just feel like yes. in society we're so like everything has to be quick for us yeah, including our pleasure mm-hmm. like we True. want our nut to come quick like everything has to get there and i'm just like yeah. let me slow the fuck down mm-hmm. and just enjoy enjoy pleasure enjoy sex yeah. without mm-hmm. 
the extra added help. I think we can all take a leaf from that, that book. <laughs> Definitely impatient with orgasms. Just yeah. like, okay, it's bedtime. Like, yeah. buzz, come, that's it. <laughs> and I get it. And I, mm. and there's still that. And, you know, and honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, after I came, even though it was great, the addict in me mm-hmm. was like, wanted to go again. I was one like, oh, should I just do like one more, like with the vibrator? Yeah. Yes. And I had yes. to resist. Yes. I was like, I'm a fucking crackhead. <laughs> Like, what oh is wrong God. with me? I came. Good. It was great. Yeah. The addiction is real. I feel this. And yeah. that let me know that I have more. That was like, okay, that's why exactly why the fuck you're not doing this right now. Because yeah. you can't. Yeah. It needs to feel like, I just feel like doing it. Not because, like, I already came and I'm just, like, mm-hmm. gluttonous and I need more. Do you yeah. VA? Like, Vibrators Anonymous? I think there's. A, I think that's <laughs> where it's going to end up. That's I really she do. I'm like Erica it. and I've been two weeks non-vibrator <laughs> I really yes. think it's a thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, we should have rings, some bracelets. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be so good. <laughs> oh shit! The idea of masturbating and trying to come—I can masturbate without a vibrator, but trying to come without a vibrator is just. It just doesn't sit right with me. I don't think I've ever enjoyed using my hand. Mm. I don't. Th- I think it takes way too long. I'm thinking about all the times where I was so horny and like wank six times in a day, and it would still be uncomfortable and painful. And maybe it's just different vulvas, different clitorises, different kind of pleasure. Because I, I've done that. We we went like vibrate a celibate for a while. I, we did. I, I stopped, and every orgasm I had was just so shit. I was just like. It was oversensitive and it, and it, it didn't, yeah, yeah, there, that is true. Every clitoral orgasm that I tried to have, by the time I finally reached a clitoral orgasm, my arm was cramping. I was like all tensed <laughs> up. Is, my pussy is sore. It's hard to stay in that, in it. Cause like I, mm-hmm. yeah, there before this, the last time I masturbated was a few days before that with nothing. It was just my hands yeah. cause I didn't have anything. And, uh, it was like I realized how hard I had to focus mm-hmm. yeah. on the, the sensation. Yeah. And then I was able to get there and I actually like squirted so much, like way more wow. than I ever have with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <sighs> wow. but I yeah. know how like with because with the vibration, you don't really have to think that hard. Mm-hmm. It does like the thinking for you. Yeah. Like, you ha- can, like, you actually a- have to like try to not think. Yeah. Because you don't oh, want to come so quick. Yeah, Maybe sometimes just... I have my vibrator here and I'm literally thinking about something that's so unsexy, but I will still come. Yeah. Yeah. Because the vibrator's there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so the opposite. I, I with a with a vibrator, I still have to really focus mm. and really like visualize and think. And maybe that's why I find hands so hard because mm. I I genuinely can't. It takes me, you it takes me like porn? 30 minutes minimum. Do you have to use porn to masturbate? I have done. And or I do think you that's ever do, do with... or do you usually do without porn? At the moment, I'm without porn, okay. but definitely growing up was like severe porn addiction. But I <laughs> truly believe that was because of my tickle fetish. Like I couldn't really watch anything or enjoy anything unless I thought about tickling. And I, d- I couldn't draw from experience because I hadn't had that many positive tickling experiences. So it would just be porn. I would just live my whole life with, through porn. And I wonder if that's to do with the fetish. Uh, having Wait, the fetish. I, what is a tickle fetish? Um, so <laughs> explain. <laughs> I have questions because all I can see is your cute little face getting fucking tickled and shit. Yeah, <laughs> shit, man, that's like visually stimulating. Um, so there are there are differences between um, a kink and a fetish, and a kink is like an uncommon turn on. You could take it or leave it. Turns you on, might turn not turn you on the other time. But someone that has a fetish is quite uncommon. 
Um, it doesn't happen for everyone. It's less common for women, but it's something, it, it's an obsession that generally happens when you're younger and turns into something sexual throughout your life. And it's the thing that you need to bust, the thing that you need to cause arousal. And sometimes it can be involunt in, involuntary. Actually, a lot of the time it's involuntary. You know, people with a foot fetish, they could look at a picture of a foot without having it attached to any person and come just looking really? at that. Really? I didn't actually know that. Yeah, if I see tickling, I, like I don't even have to see somebody's face. So you don't have to necessarily be tickled, but even the sight of someone else being tickled gets you off. So this is complicated because if I see somebody getting tickled, especially if I don't know if it's consensual, for me, it's literally like watching rape, like the R word. Mm. I feel so uncomfortable because I'm like, there is not consent there. I don't know if it's right. I can't stand, I can't stand seeing it anywhere it can be really problematic you know I, I once threw my phone at a housemate because he was tickling my other housemate and I freaked out and I threw it and it smacked him in the face so hard and I was like what the hell did I just do? <laughs> but I I don't agree with non-consensual tickling even though non-consensual tickling turns me on, it's very confusing and complicated. It's like it turns you on in your it. fantasy, but not in real life because yes. you know it's not. Yeah. And also shamefully in porn as well. Most people unconsensually get tickled all the time. I remember I know, like with it's horrible. almost yeah. every single partner that I've ever had mm -hmm. like, likes to tickle. Tickling right? pisses me off. Yes. Like, that is, the, pisses, that is like the fastest way mm -hmm. to like make me hit you. Yeah. Yes. And like I've literally had to tell partners like I don't think it's cute. Yeah. Just fucking stop. Yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. It's I not. Will, you will like, get I will get mad. Yeah. It's and not. I, and I well. agree with you because I don't want it like cute and nice. I want it torturous and horrible and sadistic <laughs> and that's the part that turns me on even though mm. it's a very love-hate relationship. Mm. And most fetishes are for people. Most people don't want to have their fetish. They can't control it mm. and also there's that confusing barrier between having children and tickling mm. and like I'm still like oh my god you know <laughs> like it just the whole thing I'm trying to get my head around it you know and be so you don't actually like being tickled I love it oh you do okay. but I hate it okay got it. but I love it it's like it's, <laughs> got it. it's like a love hate <laughs> like I hate it but it turns me on beyond anything else mm. it's like anal sex for me like I don't yes. do it that often because I hate it but it really fucking turns me on. Yeah. And if I have anal, I will come in like three, three like seconds. Yeah. Like it's so quick. Fuck. Mm. Well, I'm yeah. glad you guys like clarified this and talk about it. Cause I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are ashamed of mm -hmm. their, their, their kinks or their fetishes. Yes. Because oftentimes it is stemming from a place that you're not like, sh like you're, you may not be aware of, or you don't mm -hmm. know why. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, I it's consensual. It's consensual. Like, you know, it's like a very yeah. confusing, like naughty dark. And that's why a lot of people are like secretly indulging in their kinks and their yeah. fetishes like and in dark closets and don't tell anyone and I then, repressed it for years right. I didn't I didn't tell anyone I just like my poor little self was so embarrassed and ashamed of my tickle fetish mainly because my dad tickled me so I was like, like oh my the god there's that weird separation like incest oh my god freaking out but that's not my fault that's <laughs> not his fault either it was just an experience that happened that was to do with intimacy and it, and it can happen with anyone that has a fetish you know a lot of people who have a foot fetish which is the most common fetish in the world mm. they remember their their mother's feet or their parents feet especially if they're being told so off looking down if they're looking for comfort I, I remember a lot of people say oh, I used to play cars along like my yeah. my parents friends feet like under the table and and that turns like an obsession turns into something mm. so sexual yeah. that you just can't see around. Anyway, this is kind of turned into a fetish talk. That's not what I meant to do. do you guys <laughs> no, have any I was, kinks? I'm intrigued. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for you, clarifying that. Do you guys have any kinks whilst we're on the subject? 
Um, for sure. I have a lot of kinks. I mean, the same though. I feel like it's like naughty, like like being taken advantage of. Yes. Like the taboo. Yeah, the taboo, like sleep, mm-hmm. like being sleep and being touched. Yes. Porn the the like, narcolepsy stuff is huge. I don't know, but so it's called narcolepsy. People. I was just talking like sneaking in. Oh yeah. <laughs> like someone sneaking in on you. I don't think it's literally <laughs> narcolepsy, like, but it's it's that kind of like I'm I'm asleep. I'm not consenting. But, but then I like it. Yeah, yeah. but then I enjoy yeah. it. Dubious mm. consent. Yeah, dubious like, consent. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Like I like watching like rimming, but mostly like non-consensual, consensual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. like inc- CNC. In, in, yeah, insensual, like incest, like babysitter, like stepdad, like weird shit like that that I don't really understand why the fuck. Right, but the I'm incest like, thing still gets me. My but ex I, and I used to to play around with like the brother sister thing. It was really fucked up. I know. It's so like, good. I like you never want to say that out loud because everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you?" Well, but I then think most, like, I think, but a lot of people. Probably, I mean, yeah, I, I think people it, listening to this will get it. Will understand. Well, I'm only saying it because I want other other people to know. It's like yeah. you're not nuts, and like it's not it doesn't mean you're weird or like yes. you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. like it's just a fantasy. You know, like sex mm-hmm. is this other realm that I think people forget. It's like a different dimension, and you can live out all types of things that don't really make sense. and it's it stays in that dimension you know you're staying in a consensual place with your lover playing these roles Mm -hmm. it's not like it's actually happening so yeah people get like really fucked up about that but because it's it's blurring the lines of what's fantasy and what's reality well it's really not because it's staying in a fantasy realm yes but that's what makes it confusing is that a lot of people don't know the difference between fantasy and reality especially with porn you think it's so real and me talking about oh yeah doing incest role play someone (laughs) might be like oh yeah but then you want to fuck your brother and sister it's like like, no no, that's so separate for me that's so separate but if they're questioning it that means they haven't been able to separate it in their minds yet well that for me it's like the difference between like sane and not sane yeah like i'm not gonna do that like yeah consensual non-consensual thinking about rape fantasies but not actually wanting it to happen that way but like take it but i already told you to take it yeah 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 yeah. pre-consent yes exactly Mm -hmm. any kinks for you definitely it's similar i mm-hmm. love a rape fantasy for sure <gasps> yes or we should say trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning, trigger warning. Rape, rape. is there another word for that i don't know what Ra- other ravishment word for that. fantasy non-consent ravishment sex yeah <laughs> ravishment or consensual non-consensual play cnc yeah. cnc mm-hmm. um i'm really into bondage <laughs> yes so i really like to see people tied up hanging mm-hmm. in the porn that i watch i've i've, I've experienced it in my own sex life I'm just in the beginning of that. My mm-hmm. last partner was, we were experimenting with that a lot, but it's something definitely I'm intrigued with to go further into. I really enjoy being submissive because mm-hmm. in my everyday life, I'm pretty a dominant. Yes. And yes. so I like being very submiss- submissive, tied down. I'll wear a mask, like suffocate me sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Those are probably my kinks for sure. Moms have kinks too. Yes. <laughs> That's the episode. Yes. Moms have kinks too. <laughs> definitely not a foot girl at all. Keep your fucking feet away from me. That is definitely a sure thing as you a just sub. Broke my heart. I'm sorry. Like uh, <laughs> as a sub, if my master put their feet on me, it might be a wrap. Like, yeah, we might okay. be done. We might be yeah. done. That's Girl, crossing the line. I like you not anymore. I like put your feet in my mouth. I might bite all your toes off. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily like receiving feet but giving feet i would give feet all fucking day. no you can take the feet take my feet my feet yeah. are beautiful but mm-hmm. do not 
do not put your feet in your mind. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd want someone else's. And I don't know where that either. came from either. I think, actually, you know, I actually, know. I do know where it came My mom used to put her feet on me all the time. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. And we were, when we'd be in bed, and she'd put her feet on me, and I would ask her to stop, and she would think it was funny. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. 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 It ruins it. They're boundaries. Yeah. Come on. That could have turned into and a fetish. The opposite. I truly believe that the, an experience like that, where it's, it brings up a lot of feeling inside you, can either mm. turn into a fear or like anger or hatred or turn into a fetish mm. I, I don't know if that's true but you know that's mm. my Dr. Reed moment <laughs> no absolutely it's just like if like a negative experience like some people mm. have a parent that's an alcoholic and they drink and then some people like never drink yeah. or never mm-hmm. smoke you know because their parent did that so it's like definitely perception how mm. you like you input and intake the information we want to talk about mom stuff mm-hmm and kind of like because we haven't experienced this yes we've and we're also I guess we're in our 30s now so we've we've had like the thoughts about having kids or like what we've had the question I guess but I think everyone kind of around this age starts asking those questions and what has it been like in terms of your sex life having children is there a change in like libido Mm -hmm. through any of the process it would be nice to know, you know, being from the moment you're pregnant to when you actually have the it's kid. It's a long what story. Is, what is that like? Well, for me, when I got pregnant, I was super unsexual. Mm-hmm. I did not feel, I did not want to have sex. I did not want to be touched, really. I mean, mm-hmm. cuddled, yes, but like my nipples were really sensitive. So like, and, 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 and. Before that, like, I love nipple play. I loved mm-hmm. all those things. So my partner was, like, trying to always, like, play with my nipples. And I was very triggered by that. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, yeah. get off of me. Yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but then, you know, it's a layered – that's a layered question as well because me and my partner were just not right for one another, too. And I had right. been suppressing that even before preg- – even before I got pregnant, got pregnant. And then when you get pregnant, your body really starts to, like, send signals, mm-hmm. like – we don't really want this. We don't really, this is not, this isn't right. And so, you know, after I had my daughter, um, I think a lot of part men assume that there's like this designated time period in which, okay, you've had three to four months of recovery. Are you done yet? Like, can we get back to it? Yeah. And that's just not, was not the storyline for mm-hmm. us. And uh, it wasn't until we broke up and I started having sex with other people that I realized, cause I, for a while thought like, maybe I just don't enjoy having sex anymore. Yeah. And I had been, always been super sexual. Like was that prior scary? to that. Yeah. I was, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I fucking, okay. And I was like, I don't like to have sex anymore. I don't even think about sex. Mm-hmm. I would like tell myself I'm going to go home and masturbate. I would forget. I'd like the, I'd wake up the next day and be like, Oh damn, I didn't even, I forgot. Mm-hmm, like yeah. it wasn't even like a priority at all. It was like the very bottom of the list on top of you have a kid and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I had another partner um, or other partners that I realized that it just wasn't, it wasn't necessarily just because I was pregnant. It was because that person wasn't for me and my body was didn't feel safe. But I think, as far as like sex after um, kids, like I've had probably the best sex of my life after kids. You know, I feel more nice. confident in myself. I'm fucking made life, oh, you know? And like, I've really accepted my body in a way that like, I, I don't think I, even before children, I had a great body, but I was really self-conscious. I struggled with eating disorders. Like, and I 
just didn't accept myself. And so after having a child, it was hard because I did gain 70 pounds in my pregnancy. And after I had my kid, I did not recognize my body. And those triggering thoughts started to come through again. Like, oh my God, like I need to go on diets. I need to stop eating. I need to, you know? Um, but I think the journey, my journey to this moment has been a lot of like self-love on my body and which has then, which has been great for my sex life and has really empowered me to just enjoy all types of sex and really advocate for exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. That's so amazing to hear, especially because I think a lot of women who want to have kids, they, they're so nervous about how they feel about their bodies and yes. through the pregnancy and afterwards. It's, like, it's, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. I had to actively work on mm -hmm. loving my body. It was like, I had to go to therapy. I had to really love on myself. And mm -hmm. even sometimes it's not, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfectly healed through this process. And there's mm -hmm. times where I feel insecure about, you know, my body and how it looks. Um, but overall, uh, I think that having a child and also like, because I don't have a lot of time, mm -hmm. like the sex that I'm having, I don't want to have mediocre sex. I'm yes. not yeah. going to waste my time mm -hmm. having bullshit ass sex because I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So whereas I would waste time with lovers that didn't deserve my sex, oh my God, I don't yeah. really do that now, you know? Yeah. So I think that's like kind of been the journey for sex with me. Same. I, I always hear about a lot of women like getting super horny during pregnancy. Yeah. I wasn't. I remember like one night I was like woke up at my sleep like and was, like <laughs> that was like one night. Other than that, I don't even remember really having sex and probably like biting like like reluctantly doing it thinking I had oh, to. Mm -hmm. I had I got pregnant when I was like around 26 or 27. So mm -hmm. like it's still relatively like in the bigger I'm 30 almost 35 now. So looking mm -hmm. back uh, my kids eight. Um, there's just like a development that I've had after having a baby, just getting in tune with my body that I think happens naturally in your 30s. But honestly, housing a child, it became I became it, it was really heightened. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a period even after giving birth. Um, and this is like a lot of the shit they don't talk to you about. You know, me and Erica, our, our book is coming out on May 2nd. And yes. it's called A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. But yes. it really is. We really talk about, um, you know, us getting pregnant, us, us, us delivering and like all the shit I wish someone would have told me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of those things is just like it. your body's going through such a major transformation, like rapidly. So you're like you get pregnant, you grow quickly, you give birth and then you recover. You're like, what the fuck? And then you breastfeed. And then like there's like all these things. But a lot of it is someone taking from you. It feels like, you know, a baby yeah. leeching from your fucking tit, mm -hmm. a baby needing you. You know what I mean? And then like a, a guy like attached to that baby. And mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest of my things was like. After I broke up and got out of that relationship, um, it was over, you know, like probably before I, you know, I acknowledged it or I, I, I cut yeah. it off. But one of the things I noticed was like, especially in dating, I felt like just like where I could probably have sex more freely, like unattached afterwards, it, my body felt more sacred to me because I had housed yeah. my baby and my baby was like eating from me. And mm. I was just like, eh, like I don't need to be like involved like there was certain like there was an energy that needed to be there because yeah. or else like you were coming into a space that I had stored my child. It was like it's, it's it, I felt more sacred in my body after I gave birth. And so I was um, like more just more aware of who I was sharing it with. Mm -hmm. um, and not even because I wanted to like I really just wanted to fuck and not care. And then <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I was like, God. 
like my my kid needs this tit you know like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're stupid you know like so weird like having partners like touching parts of your body or like you know sucking on your breasts or it just like, I, I, even penetration did that feel weird after it didn't the feel physically weird more than i think it felt spiritually weird yeah i felt like i even with my my child's father i was just like is it when when it when it didn't feel energetically right it was harder for me to ignore that mm-hmm. um, i felt more in tune with my body and i felt more like when she was like uh-uh bitch we're not, we're not, we don't feel this, you know? And I yeah. felt like you start giving birth and carrying a child. You do feel depleted, you know, mm-hmm. you will feel depleted. Someone's need, a small thing is needing you. And so you have to really be in tune with yourself to, you know, just be in align, alignment with your partner and who you're sharing it with, because it, it really is you giving yourself. Yeah. So in order to feel like good about that, you have to feel really safe. And if you don't, it does it just doesn't line up. It took me some time to get back like in a sexual space to like get back out there. It took mm-hmm. me yeah. time to reconfigurate like who I was sexually and what that looked like for me. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I feel empowered. I felt more empowered and more That's like, good. yeah. That's feel, nice to hear. I feel like a, quite a lot of our listeners are probably going through this time because they're all kind of the same age range as mm-hmm. us of like having children. Do you have any like tips for whilst you're pregnant or whilst you've got a young child and respecting your body and like making sure the sex is good or... I mean, honestly, I just really think that you need a very, like, very clear, like, communication communication mm-hmm. um, with your partner. I think you have to feel incredibly safe with your partner yeah. um, so that you can, you feel comfortable to be like, no, not today. Or like, I don't feel, I don't feel right. I think sometimes it takes us women a long time to get there because we're not really trained and we're not really mm-hmm. programmed to use our voice and to advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We kind of been told like, oh, like, this is my duty to you. Yeah. This yes. is my duty to my family. This is my duty to my husband or my man. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really clear that you have a partner that makes it like, like that understands it's your body and like I'm not of service to you mm-hmm. and it's like really there to kind of um you know help you get back into your body because it does take it is a process and it is like you go out into space and then you come back you know so it's like <laughs> help me get back there you know so yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest like what I would do differently if like when and if I have a baby again is just like making sure that our intimacy is really um healthy before even like deciding to have a baby mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, that the communication is is major for sure. Um, You know, I think about my journey too. And I think like, I think when I had, when I got pregnant, I started to feel you, I started to feel disconnected from my body because Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like my own anymore. And I think that probably now than thinking about it played into why I became so unsexual outside of the, my partner not being for me, but like even prior to him, like I've always masturbated, you know, and yeah. like I stopped even doing that. And I've just noticed in general, like how my body reacts to to trauma or to hurt or to pain or to fear. I, I, I shut off sexually when that happens. Um, and so I just would say like, if that, if, if you are a sexual person before having birth and I would say like try to like if it's not with your partner at least try to like keep that connection alive with yourself you know and if it doesn't feel right then honor that too but I I think that like we almost maybe feel ashamed about 
exploring ourselves sexually when we are with child yeah it feels strange and mm -hmm. even like yeah. i've heard women like feel weird about having sex even when they're pregnant because they're like is the dick touching the baby yeah. like all this weird gonna, shit like, concave the head <laughs> yeah and of course it doesn't it, no, right? it, no. <laughs> it's not possible it's, <laughs> not. it's a completely different area of the body yeah no we're yeah no but <laughs> Yeah, I would say like just staying connected with yourself is mostly the biggest priority. Yes, your partner is important and all those things are important, but your connection with yourself should be king in in that space mm -hmm. because once you give birth, like you are you feel very ungrounded and you do mm. you do feel like you're just giving giving like who am I? What am I? Who is this body? What is yeah. this body? Like Oh my God, expectations. My mom telling me I'm supposed to be doing this. This person telling me this is what it takes to be a good mom. This, yeah. this, this. Oh, you smoke that weed. Oh, exhausting. hell. Like, you know, like yeah. all these different things. And just really like knowing, really having like a clear, listen, like you're never going to know exactly. Well, hopefully you know exactly who you are, <laughs> but like just really taking time to figure that out really before you have a baby but mm. if you're pregnant right now like really dive into yourself because once you have that baby people are gonna fucking confuse the shit out of you yeah. and you are gonna be like who am i mm -hmm. regard like even even when you think you know yourself so like i just feel like really connecting with yourself spending time with yourself touching yourself pleasing yourself um is really important mm. especially because society tells us that once you have a kid you're not supposed to be sexual you're supposed to be at soccer yeah. you're supposed to be doing like you're, you have to so be many this like motherly housewife yeah <laughs> and, and it's like it's so deep it's like even if we know that's not true we adopt those we start to adopt those mm. those um like that that idea and we start mm. to perform that way and you start to feel guilty about feeling sexual or wanting to get your black your back blown out or mm -hmm. like you know like hey take this baby i'm trying to get fucked you know <laughs> yeah. like, like oh no i thought you just turned into a mom last yes. week like, like you're not prioritizing your baby you want to get an orgasm it's like sake. fuck yeah but yeah. like anyone who's pregnant thinking about getting pregnant like i urge you to listen to your body and to understand that you're not like you're not a machine and you don't have to compartmentalize and you've got pregnant because you had sex and you are a sexual being and you mm -hmm. cannot take the sexuality out of being a woman yeah. it's just impossible so like don't even don't, not even for one second allow society to plant these seeds of who you're supposed to be you know like be exactly who you want to be and not because you're trying to perform or you think that you're supposed to look like this or be like this or wear that shirt or now you have a baby you gotta zip up your cleavage yeah. like just be you and like that's I think that is the biggest the best yeah. advice did either of you have fears before you got pregnant that you were maybe infertile or that pregnancy was going to be really hard? And, and how how did getting pregnant work for both of you? Because there are so many people, and I think that we feel this too, is this constant fear that, yes, we might want, we won't, we might want to be mothers, but yeah. there's like always that, kids. that pressure and fear of infertility and mm -hmm. the scariness of it all. Yeah, I, I had that fear. Mm -hmm. Um I was playing with fire though, because I yeah. was just like letting my partner come in me every single time. Yes. Wow. Like, yeah. like every time. Mm -hmm. Like, not a break, bitch. Oh, I wish I could do that. And yeah. it, I wasn't getting pregnant. <laughs> so then I was like, I was, you know, we, we started dating when I was 22. And so I got pregnant when I was 27, I think, mm -hmm. 26, 27. And 
I was like, there's something wrong with me. At first I was like, it's you. You smoke too much weed. All those yeah. backwards you smoke, all those blunts. I mean, the effects of sperm, <laughs> the right? backwards sperm. I was sperm. like, sperm. your sperm count is low. <laughs> That's not true because he has went on to have many children after me. Oh, um, but I many. really, yeah. we, uh, I really thought that there was something wrong with me. And then I got, I thought I was scared. And so I, I was playing with fire almost to like see like, get pregnant like what the yeah fuck? yeah even though to be honest and i talk about this in our book is like i didn't want kids mm-hmm. but it wow. was like but it was like i was like am i as a woman like i should be able to have the choice if i wanted to mm-hmm. yeah like i want to at least have the choice and so you know definitely you know if you have that fear there's at this point now in the world there's so many ways to find out you know yeah. and mm-hmm. so like instead of like living in fear and wonder just go to the doctor and find yeah. out you know, you're or just taking risks you know yeah. or t- I, you're wouldn't, not ready. I, w- I, I wouldn't would, recommend that yeah this is not <laughs> risks, a recommendation please. of getting nutted in by you know your boyfriend that you don't know if he's your person but i would say that a lot of women have that fear and especially you know now in our 30s i mean especially i don't know if they do this in where you're from but in america it's like this wild fear across all all the women in their 30s like you're but every yeah. moment every day that passes mm-hmm. you're becoming less and less infertile yeah, you must cook. you must your freeze your eggs yes spend ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars to freeze, freeze your, your eggs yeah and, and like, now's the time that every, all of your friends are going to be having babies yeah. and you're going to be left out and then you're going to find out you're barren yeah and you're yeah. and you're not gonna, never gonna have kids it's so yeah. fucking terrifying it's so it nuts that the warfare they they do to us mm-hmm. and our wombs and our and plant like placating into our fears mm-hmm. about pregnancy um you know granted there's some there's truth to it in mm-hmm. ways but i've seen many women get pregnant in their right. 40s like, if not 60s so yeah i i definitely have had that fear and um, I know obviously that I can have, I can get pregnant. I also think that like God protects me mm. um, because I've been irresponsible even after having a child uh, around ovulation periods and all types of shit. Mm. And I just don't begin pregnant. I think my baby daddy at the time, like God was like, bitch, are you sure? Like mm. you, like I'm trying to tell you Save something. you. I'm trying to save you, bitch. Just keep trying. And then finally- she was like, okay, fine, go ahead then. See what happens. And thank you, because I have the best child ever. But, yeah. but yeah, like, it's... Yeah, don't play with fire for fun like me. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend's just literally gone through the whole process of, I can't get pregnant. Come at me all the time. Oh, fuck, I need an abortion. Oh, fuck, abortions are not the easy way out. Yeah. It's not. And we it's are pro-choice. Like, super pro-choice. But after Nobody that, wants an abortion. Not, nobody wants fun. No, no. It is not an easy ride. They don't talk about that enough. It, it is, is not, not like popping it uphill and going home to sleep. Physical stuff. You know, it's like, it, like you think your periods are bad period cramps this is like 10 times that it's just traumatic and it's emotional Mm -hmm. and i think uh, just womanhood like pregnancy and babies are really like cutesy and they're really like they really paint it as like something you're supposed to do and like when you're 25 you're like oh my god i want to get pregnant i want to know what i want a baby i'm gonna name my babies this i want a boy and a girl guess what he said why did we all have baby names from like the age of 16 because they gave us a stroller when we were three yes oh my god that's why we had we had baby dolls yeah they gave you a kitchen at school nobody's giving boys baby dolls maybe they should well absolutely 
fucking shit. I mean, shit gets so real. Like, you think shit is cute, and then it gets so fucking real. Like, yeah. and that's why, like, anybody under like thirty talking about having a kid, I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, yeah, go back I was to the drawing literally board. Just talking a <laughs> yeah. random man off a ledge the other night. I, yeah. He was like, my my girlfriend wants to have a baby, and I'm like, how old your girlfriend? He was like, twenty two. I was like, she's smoking crack cocaine. <laughs> I was like, you need to go travel. What are you yeah. doing? I was Run. like, go see the world mm-hmm. right now. Like, don't set, do that. Set up your life. Yeah. Set up your career. Go and do fun things because, like, motherhood is amazing. Kids are permanent as but, fuck. Yeah, they're forever. They are forever. Forever. They go nowhere. Like, yeah. they're just yeah. there asking to eat every five minutes. And they'll probably <laughs> still come back to you when they're 30 years old. It's not like, oh, when they're 18, I'm still that's it. They're asking on their own. my mom for like, shit. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it never ends. And, you know, yeah. this is not like a anti child thing. Obviously, we're moms and we love our <laughs> yeah. kids, but. Like the just things, be sure. you know, what I knew, mm-hmm. what what I know now, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's different. It's just mm-hmm. not something to put on a checklist. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, I have a car, I have a job, yes. I have a boyfriend and now mm-hmm. I have, I wish I have a baby. Like, yeah. it's not that. And honestly, I used to have that feeling. Yeah. Like I, you have to rethink it. Like you have to really think it. Do I want a baby or do I want to check it off a list? Cause I think I'm yeah. supposed to, mm-hmm. because a lot of us are programmed to think we're supposed to have kids for some level of like woman's success or like whatever the fuck we've been programmed to think but the truth is is like ain't everybody supposed to be a mom and that's okay and you're you can be a successful badass like all the things have a full life Mm -hmm. and not necessarily have to be a mom either like parenthood is not a requirement Mm. and hormones fuck us over all the time yep. like we and get broody we feel like we need it you yeah. know like our bodies are literally screaming for us to have a kid every month when we ovulate you know and it's like please put a baby inside me don't listen not just I get kid. turned on by the yes. idea of getting pregnant like that's why I got pregnant I was like nut at me please nut at yeah. me yeah. I'm like bitch you're dumb <laughs> yeah like the dirty talk could be like I'm gonna put a baby inside you're like yeah. and I'll be like oh my god yes I know it's gonna but be a no, boy but it's a kink because I don't don't want it to happen yeah fuck Pregnancy why are we king? so complicated <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so weird it's like breeding a breeding, breeding king. king that's what yeah. it's called yeah, yeah. which I think is yeah, the yeah, weirdest yeah. name for that mm, it's hot until it's real yeah <laughs> no for real I cried like uh, cried so much when I found out I was pregnant Shit, like really? I mean he was like what I was like <laughs> yeah it's so like, opposite I think especially I just don't think and this is a generalization men cannot understand it's not that they will not it's that they cannot understand you know like we go through periods every month and having actually having a child housing a child and then going through all of that stuff it doesn't matter how supportive they are there is still that element of disconnect where it's like you just don't know you don't understand how I'm going through and that can feel really isolating it is for both people, mm-hmm. I think for men too, and for women for mm-hmm. sure. I think yeah. I think especially for men, they just are like so confused. Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck? What do I do here? Uh, I guess I protect and provide. I guess I'm going to go make more money now." Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. um, it's it's and you know I think because women we haven't always had um the toolbox to really even understand like how to express things to our partner, express our needs to our partner, especially in a space we've never been before. You mm. know, you can start getting mad at your partner. Like, mm, why don't you get yeah. it? Why don't you understand? It's like, bitch, you don't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so you don't true. even know what you're feeling. You can't even yeah. express to him what you need. Mm-hmm. Cause I would feel that way too. Like I was telling my partner, there were, there were things I was expressing to him that I needed and he just would refuse to give them to me. But then there were just other things where like, I, he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's wrong. 
Like I my shit's ho- weird. My hormones are going crazy. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. I'm my tits are leaking. I'm peeing on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how you can help me. Just hug me. Yeah. <laughs> like tell mm-hmm. me it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Just need people that listen and don't cheat and on support. me. Yes. Yeah. Don't when, I, when I'm in a vulnerable cheat state. On me <laughs> when I'm fucking pregnant or when I'm broken. Oh, I think that's what a lot of men do because they don't know what to do. So then they're yeah. like, all right, well, let me go over here real just, quick yeah. and escape. None of us know what we're doing in life. Yeah. I feel like this is something that I've learned recently is that we just, none of us mm-hmm. really know. They make no. us think that we should know, yeah. but we don't fucking know. Nobody why knows. why we follow the script of like, you know, get married, have kids. And the house. All everything. of that because we're like, we don't really know what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. if we don't follow this script. Yeah. Fucking following a Disney movie and that shit yeah. is not working in real fucking life. It does Disney. not work. We're like, we're all unhappy. Not Princess Jasmine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck. On a brighter note, maybe. <laughs> We'd love to know your fuck off stories. And the fuck off story is where it's a sexual experience that when you tell people, they go, oh my God, no way. Fuck off. Get out of here. That's crazy, insane. That's weird. That's that's funny. If you have one of those moments. So Mila and I, we lead women's retreats. Mm-hmm. Um we actually have a retreat coming up in Mexico in July. If anyone's Beautiful. interested, we'd love to have you. It's oh not just for moms. It's for all women. That sounds so good. Mexico. Yes. Mm. Sayulita, Mexico. Um, and so, but this last, this, this story takes place in Costa Rica because that's normally where we have our retreats. We usually do two retreats back to back. So we have around 25 women come for each retreat. So basically we had 50 bitches come. <laughs> and, and, this, and this particular trip, I think there's like only like half a day in between. There was really, it was like back to back. Yeah, it was, it was like a very intense experience. Beautiful, but a lot of energy, a lot of feminine energy, mm-hmm. so much femininity. So at the end of the retreat, we were like, oh my God, let's go out. So we went out one night, I think we went to dinner and then we like, we're going to go out. We had been drinking and I was just like, bitch, we need to have sex. Yeah. Like we've been around all these hoes for like <laughs> fucking two weeks. Like where yeah. is dick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I had like had a, a sexual experience with uh, someone who lived in that area um, before. And so I had basically had vetted him. And so I was like, man, we need to like, like our claws, like our fangs were out. We were like, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we should pick somebody up just and then like pick someone up. And then like he just like happened to like walk by. We're no wi- we're like witches. Yeah. We like so walked we by for. and we were like, oh my god, there he is. It's meant to be. And I was like, let's get him in the car. Let's let someone come home with us. And so we basically like we're walking to our car. And we're like, hey, so listen, we've been with a lot of women, and at, we just really need to be spoiled by a man. Like we need you to just shut the fuck up and just serve us serve us in all the ways like please us just do what what needs to happen and so he was like okay (laughs) (laughs) not a hesitation hopped in our car and we drove to our airbnb and then like we i'm looking over at him and he's like (sighs) and i'm like what are you doing he's like preparing (laughs) oh okay (laughs) and i was like good job Um, so we get to the Airbnb and, you know, jungle people, they're like a little funky. Mm. So we were like, you know, you should and it's go. a hippie town. It's a so very like, hippie yeah, town. And we were like, I think you need to go like take a shower. Mm-hmm. So we sit and it, it just happened to be that the couch was like right across, the, right across from like the shower in the bathroom. So we're like, go take a shower. And so we're just sitting there like watching him bathe and he's wow. like bathing himself, washing himself. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> 
look at us. We're so cool. <laughs> or like, we're the shit. Yeah. Soak that bottom. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine this might be how like a man would feel when he's like, you know, making a threesome happen for himself. Mm-hmm. So we were really stepping into our fucking our Bo- boss bitch, our energy. boss bitch energy. Yes. We we're just like, and yep. he and he and he he understood the assignment. <laughs> then he comes over. He's done. He's done bathing. He's like bathing, like stroking his dick, which is he's very well endowed. Um, he comes over. We start kind of kissing. We're all like kissing together, and then like eventually clothes start to come off. He was already naked because he didn't ever get yeah really clothes. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just kind of got it popping and. Uh, some pussy eating and like while someone was riding and and like we were like cheering each other on like I was like fuck my friend yes. better like fuck her eat her pussy fuck better her harder. Oh, wow that's so good like pushing my head down on his dick that's fucking hot as well it's like yeah cheering like like best friends fuck at, at, at one point I think like I was riding his face and I was like you know this would be a really good time for like some sex magic I'm like my business Ooh. partner I'm like my bestie I'm like okay so I was just like getting really comfortable and I was like we need millions of dollars like four million like first i was like two and then i was like no we need to go higher and i was like four million dollars and i was like yep this is it this is gonna happen so yeah i'm still waiting for that to get deposited into our account yes but there's no way it can't happen because mm-hmm. i was riding face and i'm pretty sure she was riding dick at the same time and he was our vessel to like take us to the to the manifestation so yeah oh that's so and there was times like we would stop and we would laugh and giggle and like it was just fun and funny i think like busted out a vibrator at one point oh yeah i forgot about that 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 little one one? (laughs) yeah um and then you know we finished and then the next day ridiculous erica and i had to go very early in the morning to hike a huge mountain to look for (gasps) property like i don't know why we did that but then we came back and he was still there and we're like he cooked his breakfast he didn't speak We're like, can you turn on some good music? And he just like played his music, cooked a beautiful breakfast, didn't say shit, and then like fed us and rubbed our feet and shut the fuck up. And then left. Oh my God. I love that. That sounds heavenly. So that's definitely our goddess. That's like our goddess experience. Well, you deserve that after doing the workshop. That's what we felt like. That's how we were like, we deserve this because we've like given and now it's time for our cup to to be filled. And he was, he was pretty receivable. Like he got, it was an exchange. Yeah. And it was somebody who we know and it was cool and we were friendly and Mm -hmm. you know. I respect that he stayed and cooked you breakfast. Me too. We needed that. All he couldn't leave. He, he didn't, didn't have, have transportation. A car. Yeah. Oh, so. shit. Okay. <laughs> he was sad. He was at our disclosure. He was our host. Uh, also, there was free food in the fridge. He wasn't going to pass that up. He's your little gimp, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. That's beautiful. That's such a That's nice a story. That's a great fuck off story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this has been that. fucking amazing. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so insightful. Where can our curious fuckers find you? Mm-hmm. And hold up the book as well. Oh, yes. Goddamn. If you're watching on YouTube, you see our beautiful book cover. A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices is coming out May 2nd, but it's on pre-order right now. Um, This is a book for, this is a book exactly what Mila said, like all the things they don't fucking tell you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's so many mom books out there, like books that prepare mothers for motherhood, but it's not getting into the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. It's not really, I mean, and granted, like my story and our stories are not everybody's stories, but Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of relatability here. um, And the theme is really just like, 
do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Show up how you want. And my choices are not your choices. But whatever your choices are, like stand stand ten toes down in those choices. And so the book also has um like tips and tricks and exercises for moms that are moms or even women that are even considering having kids. I, this book really, I think is like, gift this to your friend who's thinking about having a child really. And truly, if you are thinking about having a child, you should really read this book. Mm-hmm. If you're already in motherhood, you need to read this book. Um, but yeah, it comes out May 2nd. Um, you can find us on all podcast platforms at good moms, bad choices. You can follow us on Instagram at good moms, underscore bad choices. Um, Patreon, we have our bonus content. We have a lot of, mm. of sexy content over there. Um, so that's patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. And follow the retreat so you can come hang out with us yes. internationally at the beach. Yeah. Um, at, at the good vibe retreat. The good vibe retreat. I'm yeah. like, wow, this be good. What, what's the date of the Mexican one? July, July. The Mexican, where's the, the Mexican, Mexican retreat? <laughs> um, July. Fifth, July, July 5th, 5th through the 10th and July 12th through the 17th. And this is 2003 if anyone's... 2023. You know, really and it's beautiful. We take over an entire property. It's all ours. Mm. All the rooms are oceanfront. It's all inclusive. If you're trying to find your tribe, this is the place. As women, whether you're a mom or not, you know as you get older, it becomes daunting. Like maybe you relocated. Maybe you said, fuck these friends. I need new ones. Like it can feel overwhelming to try and find your people. And yeah. so... The space that we've created is really like a place to find your tribe. And it's these women that have that come continue to be friends mm-hmm. afterwards. And that's so what makes beautiful. me so happy. Oh, Yay. Yeah. stunning. Thank you so much. This has honestly been so incredible and so insightful. Thank, thank you for having, having us. Thank you. And thank you, you for everyone that's listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it far and wide. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing you can do. And you can also keep up to date with all of our social media at Come Curious and Read Amber X and Florence Bark. We're on everything Patreon, Twitter. OnlyFans. Also, if you're listening to this, you can watch all of this on YouTube, especially some of our vlogs we got going. Leave us a rating and a review. And we will see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday, curious fuckers. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>